like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Father, I thank you that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. Father, grant your great grace on this meeting. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin with John 10, 35. We're going to need this verse today. I'm going to say, do you have the courage? Do you have the courage to believe the words of God? Do you have the courage to believe the word? Do you have the courage to believe the words in this Bible are the words of God? Do you have that kind of courage? Because it takes courage when the whole world is telling you that those words aren't true. But those words, it says right here in John 35, Jesus said, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and this next phrase, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. Do you have the courage to believe that no church can change, can break the Word of God? No church can. No denomination can. No religion can. No man can break the Scripture. No man can break the Word of God. No sickness can break it. Nothing says the Word of God cannot be broken. Do you have that kind of courage? Do you have that kind of courage to stay with that word when it looks like it's going to fail? Do you have that kind of courage to stay with it knowing it won't ever fail? It won't ever fail. You put your faith with it, it will not ever fail. So with that, the word of God cannot be broken. Let's take a look at these words again in John 10. We were talking last week about Jesus the shepherd. We are going to talk about Jesus the shepherd again. I'm going to begin in verse 1, verse 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, these are the words of Jesus. He said, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, I want you to skip down to verse 9. Look what Jesus says here. Jesus said this. Your Messiah said this. Your Savior said this. I am the door. I am the door. Jesus is the door. Verily, verily, verse 1, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door, and the sheepfold that climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Verse 9, I am the door. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, if any man enter in by the door, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. There is only one shepherd. There is only one door to get into that sheepfold. It says here that if you go through that door, then you are a sheep. Then you enter into the sheepfold. Then you shall be saved. Now, I want you to think. 
think about this. There is only one shepherd. There is only one door. The only way into this sheepfold is through Jesus. The only way into this sheepfold is Jesus. It says that right here. I am the door. Now, do you have the courage to believe that? Because some say you got to have Mary to go into that door. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. The only way in is through Jesus. Not Mary. Not St. Christopher. Not your favorite pastor. Not your favorite TV preacher. The only way in is through the door. And that door is Jesus. He said, any way else coming in is a thief and a robber. There is only one way into this sheepfold, and it's through Jesus. There is no other way. The word of God cannot be broken. Do you have that kind of courage to believe it? When the rest of your friends believe otherwise, do you have the guts to believe this word? Because when you do, you know what it says? It says you'll be saved. It says you'll be saved. If you go in through that door, if you go in through Jesus, you will be saved. And last week, we went to Romans 10, 9. I'll read it real quick for you. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, the door. There is no other way but the door. There is no other way but Jesus. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. That's how you get in the door. Through Jesus. And that word saved is sozo. Sozo means a whole lot more than just being born again. But thank God it means being born again. When you are saved. When you have the spirit of Jesus in you. And that's what you get when you are born again. You know what? Your eternity with Jesus starts right there. You don't wait till you're dead. The moment you receive Jesus, your eternity with him starts at that very moment. He becomes your shepherd. And you know what? We're going to find out that shepherd never leaves his sheep. Never. We will go back to the word. Verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. We know that is the devil and all his little minions. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and destroy. Notice it's the thief that steals. It's the thief that kills. It's the thief that destroys. Jesus doesn't. What does Jesus do? He said, I have come. I am come. Oh, I love those words. I am come. I came down here for a reason. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. They might have life. Not only eternal life, but a real life. And that they have it more abundantly. You know, if you're sick, you don't have abundant life. You know, if you're poor, you don't have abundant life. You know, if your family is a mess and you've got family scattered everywhere, 
That is not abundant life. Why did Jesus come? That we might have life and have it more abundantly. That we might have life and have it more abundantly. Why did Jesus come? To fix it. I am come that they might have life. How's he going to do that? He's going to save us. He's going to save us. Let's go back. 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. In verse 12. But he that is a hireling. He that is a hireling and not the shepherd. Whose own the sheep are not. Seeth the wolf coming. And leaveth the sheep. And fleeth, and the wolf catches them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling, and he careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. Jesus is not a hireling. I can stand here and attest, Jesus is not a hireling. It says when the wolf comes and the hireling runs and he leaves the sheep to the wolves, Jesus is not a hireling. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. It says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. And this is what I want to get to. For he has said, and it's talking about Jesus, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee, or forsake thee. The word of God cannot be broken. I have been in situations where everybody I trusted turned their back on me. I was abandoned by everybody. I had lies being spoken about me. I had family that turned their back on me. I even had people that said, there's something wrong here. You might need to go. I was alone by man's standard. But you know what? I was never alone. The shepherd does not run when the wolf comes the shepherd Jesus does not run when the wolf comes I have been there the wolf came and the shepherd didn't run he led me like we read last week the shepherd leads he goes before us and he went before me and he never left me not once have I ever been left by Jesus? Not once has he ever let me down. Not once. Oh, it got close. It got this close losing my house. We're talking three days. We had to come up with $10,000 or there. They were going to sell our house on the courthouse steps within two weeks. They said, if you don't have the money here by Monday, it goes. You know what? That shepherd that led me, that never left me, never once left me. There was no money. There was no chance of any money. And it looked like we were going to lose the house. But the shepherd, the shepherd never forsook me, never left me. We walked those days and three days. It had to be turned in on Monday 
And Friday, Friday, the shepherd showed up and I walked to the bank and gave him the money for our house and it was pulled out of foreclosure. I was never left. Not once has he let me down. I was in a situation in school where I was friend of the administration when I was teaching and all the staff and in one day turned totally in the opposite direction and I was left alone. They wanted me gone. They wanted me fired. Not once, not once did that shepherd leave me. He did not forsake me. Everybody else did, but he didn't. He will never forsake you. You say, I'm in sin. He will never forsake you. Oh, the days may be bad. They may be dark. He will never forsake you. I want you to turn to Ezekiel 34. I want to read this verse again. Chapter 34, verse 15. This is talking about Jesus. He said, I will feed my flock. And I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. Now look, I will seek that which was lost and bring it again, that which is driven away. Driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken. Do these sound like perfect sheep to you? Do these sheep here that this shepherd is talking about, do they sound like perfect sheep? No, thank God they're not perfect sheep. What are they? They are sheep that have been driven away. They are sheep that were broken. And the next comment, they are that which were sick. These are broken sheep. These are driven away sheep. These are sick sheep. And the shepherd goes after them. The shepherd goes after them. If you go through that door of the sheep, you can go through that door in sin. The door is open. You can go to that shepherd deep in sin. The door is open. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Then you get sick, you can go through the door of the shepherd. He will lead you out of the sickness. He will lead you out of the brokenness. He will lead you out of sin. You can go to him. I love it how somebody described going to Jesus. They said, if you don't go to Jesus when you're at your worst, you've got problems, when you've got trouble up to here, when you are in sin up to here, and you say to yourself, I'm not going back to God till I get myself fixed. That's like saying, I'm bleeding, but I'm not going to go to the doctor until the bleeding stops. We think that's silly, but yet that's what we do with the word of God. That's what we do with the shepherd. I can't go to the shepherd till I'm fixed. The shepherd's job, it says right here, is he will fix you. He will fix that which is broken. He fixes that which was broken. Your heart broken. Your nervous system broken. Your sin broken. That's when we go to the shepherd. That's when we go through the door. As I've shared before, I had, my family had, I had insanity. 
I had mental issues. You know, I had the devil talking to me saying, why don't you just kill yourself and everybody else will be much better off. Ever heard that voice? The shepherd came to save you from that voice. The shepherd came to rescue you from that voice. That's what sozo means. That's what save means. That's why the shepherd came. And you know what? The shepherd came. There was one day, and I've shared it, I thought I was going to lose reality. I thought I was going to go completely insane. I thought this was my last day of knowing who I was and where I lived and what was around me. And when I thought I was losing it, I walked out into my bedroom and I said, how long are you going to leave the righteous forsaken? How long? I'm going to lose it right here. How long are you going to leave the righteous forsaken? And you know what? The shepherd showed up. The shepherd showed up. He has never once failed me. Two days later, I was sitting right about there, and the shepherd came, and he said, I'm here to deliver you from the insanity and the terror that has been in your family. And I just stood there. I just shook, and I shook, and I shook. Doyle noticed something was going on, and he walked over, and he didn't pray. He just stood with me. But you know what? The shepherd was already there. And I walked out of here never to be insane again. Never to have that much pressure. Oh, I've had pressure, but I never thought, never considered I was ever going to lose it again. That's the shepherd. He has not ever failed. He will be with you forever. He said, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. And you know what? If you've got that shepherd, he never will. Oh, we go through the bad times and he's right there. Turn with me to Psalm 23. That shepherd makes this Psalm so much better. We consider this a Psalm that we read in funerals. It has nothing to do with a funeral, nothing to do with a funeral. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See what happens when you follow the shepherd? He brings you to a place you don't need anything you don't want. I remember when Dole started ministering to this, I thought, oh, he's not my shepherd because I want everything. I want food. I want electricity. I want some money. I want health. I mean, I didn't have it any. I didn't have it. I didn't have money. He led me out. He goes before us. Today, I have no wants. I have no wants. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. I can hear his voice. I follow him. Listen to him. Follow him. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That means he provides everything you need. Everything you need. If you ever get a chance to look at the sheep lying down in a green pasture, it's a pretty sight. I've seen it. They go by still waters. Sheep don't like to drink from streams because the water goes up their nose. Drink from moving streams. They like quiet streams. If you notice the sheep farmer, if there's a stream, he will have a little dam so that the water's not moving so the sheep will drink. That's our shepherd. He restoreth my soul. He did mine. He delivered me from that insanity that was in my family. He delivered me from the nights of terror. He delivered me from fear. He delivered me from witchcraft. He delivered me from sorcery. Oh, he's still working at it. But oh, it is so beautiful to be on this side. The shepherd leads you there. 
He goes before you. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, it says that he is a very present help in trouble. You're going to have trouble whether you have Jesus or not. But if you have the shepherd, the shepherd will lead you out. The shepherd won't leave you in the trouble. He will not leave you in the trouble. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I have some friends that have been there, and I've watched the shepherd walk them out. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why? Why? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. That's how you get goodness and mercy all the days of your life. And I will dwell. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, go back to John 10. I am the good shepherd, verse 11. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. If you look in verse 10, it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Do you know that's the gospel? That is the gospel. Our shepherd laid down his life. I love when you consider when Jesus was in the garden, Peter chopped off the, the ear because they were getting ready to arrest Jesus. Jesus said, could not I call 12 legions of angels and they come and rescue me? But you know what? Our shepherd chose death. He could have called the angels. He could have gotten out of the situation. But he said, how is it that this must be? You know what? Jesus chose death. Your shepherd chose death. Why? That death gave you life. That death gave you life. If you think about that shepherd, the wolf came. The wolf came. And Jesus laid down his life. He gave his life to the wolf so you would have life. He gave his life to the wolf so that you might have life. Jesus told them in the garden, he said, now is the hour of darkness. He told Judas this. He said, this is the hour of darkness. This is your hour. Satan, this is your hour. Jesus chose death. He gave himself and Satan took him. Satan took him. Satan entered into Judas. Satan entered, have you ever considered that? Satan entered into Judas. Now Satan has him. Now Satan has him. And Satan took him. Why? He laid down his life. He chose to lay down his life. He chose death. He chose to let them arrest him. He chose that they put his back to the smiters. He chose to go to the cross. He chose to be nailed to the tree. He chose that all our sin be on him. He chose death. He chose the crucifixion. Why? That's the shepherd. 
he laid down his life for the sheep. He laid down his life for the sheep. Do you know that since he has laid down his life for the sheep, that the, that the wolf has no power over you? Do you know since he gave his life to the sheep, for the sheep, do you know when he laid down his life, when he died, when he was buried, and he rose again, when he rose again, when the Father raised him up, the wolf lost his power. He lost his authority. He lost his authority. The shepherd got it. The shepherd got it. Our shepherd is a million times stronger than the wolf. The wolf lost his authority. He lost his power. That's what the shepherd did for us. That's what the shepherd did for us. And you know what? That shepherd will lead us right into battle and he will lead us right through the battle and he will lead us right through to the victory. There is nothing, nothing that is stronger than the shepherd. There is nothing. There is no disease. There is no situation. There is no sin that is stronger than the shepherd. Don't leave him. There is nothing stronger than the shepherd. Don't leave him. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no situation. There is none that is stronger than the shepherd. Don't leave him because he won't leave you. The only person that ever leaves is us. The only person that will ever leave is us. Jesus will never forsake and he will never leave. Jesus said in John 6, all that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. No wise, no situation. I am on drugs. Go to the shepherd. He will lead you out. He will rescue you. Go to the shepherd. Anyone that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Why? He already paid for the sin. He already beat the wolf. He beat him. He already did. If you are in sin, if you are bound by drugs, if you are bound by sickness, go to the shepherd. Go to the shepherd. The shepherd will lead you out. He will in no wise leave you. He will in no wise cast you out. You know what? Jesus isn't a bit embarrassed to get with you in the mess. He's not. He will lead you out. He will go there to get you if you call on him. Romans 10, what we already read, verse 13, of those that call on the name of the Lord, he will deliver. He will save. He will save you. Whatever your situation, whatever your situation, whatever you're feeling, whatever your sickness, whatever it is, it says those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be Call on the name Jesus. 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 Save me. And watch him come. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson 
and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.